0: Welcome to episode sixty of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC anime universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Kermit Dexter. And dude, it's episode sixty. Hey, that's pretty good. That's a good number. It's I a know, round number. We're se- pent septa? Secta- j- yeah, sex six. is is six. Is it septagenarians? What was it when you were in your sixties? I don't know. That's a Sept- weird word. Sept is in your seventies. 70s. 70s, yeah. Yeah. So what's sextinarians i guess with that s- i don't know that's not something that i ever learned we're a thing um we're something that involves s- 60 you seem very tired I- You have no energy right now <laughs> i know i didn't wake up a little bit i i had uh an unanticipated full day of work um yeah, so. It must be difficult coming from work to do a podcast, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's real, it's real tough, Cameron. I can't imagine. You can't imagine what my, that's like? My youthfulness can't imagine what it's <laughs> like to come from a full day of work into a podcast. I could try to like, defend myself <laughs> and be like, well, I, I came from an office. You came from working from home. <laughs> but the reality is the work that I was doing is not very hard. And the work you're doing is really like time intensive. Eh, yeah, right now it is. Yeah. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're not here we're to talk about, about our work about lives. stuff. <laughs> we are actually. How was your Halloween, Chris? You know, we, it, we just pissed. We just passed Halloween. That's true. We we forgot to um, mention Halloween last time, even though or the post episode... any photos because well, that's what we're known for. But that's supposed to be your job. <laughs> so, I'm I tired. posted one photo. I know. I need your help. Camera. In the Sixty weeks we've been <laughs> doing this podcast. I'm now. I'm now like multiple days behind on all of our <laughs> social media because I get to it so late. Well, it doesn't help because I I we post on Tuesdays and then I go I always have work on Tuesdays and mm-hmm. so I I just don't get around to it. Um, but my Halloween was good. good. Uh, I dressed up as Eggsy from Kingsman. Amazing with the blazer, with the orange orange tuxedo jacket uh, and a real bow tie. I'm that's gonna be amazing. honest. I looked dapper as fuck. Good. Yeah. That that's. I, I'm sure you did, because I also saw the photos. But. That's true. you've seen it, yeah. And I, <laughs> I, You had quite the Halloween costume as well. Yes. Uh, keeping on par with our nerdy podcast, I was Poe Dameron from, from Star Wars. No, no, you were Poe Dameron. No, I was Cam Dameron. <laughs> um Why didn't I think of that sooner? That's fucking great. I feel like one of my relatives called me that at some point. Cam Dameron. And it just fit. I mean, you could even, I could have even just gone for Poe Cameron, and I didn't even do you that. You could have. But Cam so Damron's way better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it was exciting. Uh, the helmet is, as the Stormtrooper helmet is, incredibly uncomfortable. I imagine, yeah. Uh, it, it's padded this time, but it's like earmuffs, so I can't hear a single thing if it's on. <laughs> so it's just a nice accessory to carry around with me. Just a nice echo chamber? Yeah. Wait, opposite. No. Isolation chamber. Yeah, that's the one. Whatever. That thing. But mm. no, uh, and yet, yeah, happy Halloween a week late to yeah <laughs> to all our friends out there. We hope you guys had a fun, happy, nerdy Halloween. Yes. Um. Speaking of no nope. Halloweenish what news is happening? things, <laughs> Halloweenish things. Um, I always associate Scooby Doo with Halloween. I'm not fucking getting into Scooby Doo with you, Chris. All I'm doing. Hang on, <laughs> hang on, calm down. Are you trying, trying to th- make, make it like a Warner Brothers no, comparison. No, there, there oh. is a movie coming out. I figured this would be right in your wheelhouse. Scooby Doo meets Batman: Brave and the Bold. Oh, it's amazing! I didn't hear about. You this. didn't know about this? No, the trailer just dropped like this <gasps> last week, and I, that's what my notes are—is is talking about that. Oh my gosh! No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, see, I've, it was a happy Scooby. doo It was thing. a happy Scooby Doo. Scooby Doo thing. I thought you were gonna try and do like a Warner Brothers wiggle. It wasn't. Even, it was Universal. It wasn't even Warner Brothers. I don't There's know what I'm Warner talking Brothers. about. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. Yeah, Warner Brothers owns the rights to Scooby-Doo. Oh, okay. Well, he's at Universal Studios. Well, but Universal has licenses with other properties. I know. I mean, like, Harry Potter's there. That's Warner Brothers. Yeah. And then Spider-Man and Marvel for a long time. Mm Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, go watch it. sometimes SpongeBob shows up, ate the parks, which is weird. Yeah, because he's Paramount. Yes, because Paramount is Viacom. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Woo-hoo. Yeah, it looks really good. Go watch it. At some oh, yeah, point, I definitely watch will. the actual damn show itself. Yeah, anything done, with but... anything involving Brave and the Bold. And Scooby Doo. I mean, this exciting. is like yeah. perfect in your your Venn diagram of wheelhouses. Yeah, it'll just be like those four episodes in the 70s. Yeah, of this new Scooby Doo movies. We should do those at some point. We should. they're great. Yeah, I think it's Adam West that's the voices? Mm, mm, I could be wrong though. I'm not sure about that. Maybe he was too too famous for that at yeah. the time. He was too big for their britches. Is that how that phrase? Yeah, too too big for your britches. That's that's the old people word. Let's say how it works. Uh, yeah, let's say that's how it works. Um, I have some news for you. you do. I'm glad you have news. I'm basically out. Uh, well, we're we're a week past this being relevant oh, yeah. news, yeah, but we are. We always for are. for the few people who haven't heard yet, Zachary Levi, who is one of my favorite people in the world, mm-hmm. is now cast as Shazam, Shazam in the upcoming just in the upcoming DC film. Yeah. Uh, I am torn about this decision Okay, because he, so it's, it's, it's one of those things where like, obviously he's not nearly bulky enough to be Shazam. Yeah. Um, and the problem is no matter how much he bulks up standing next to the rock, he's still going to look not big because the rock is playing black Adam. Yeah. But not in that movie though. Right. And, and at some point they have to meet, (coughs) um theoretically but the idea of zachary levi getting the captain america chris evans body is incredibly exciting let me just uh, stop thinking about this for a little bit i'm surprised you haven't been thinking about this because that's I'm, why work has been taking so long for me this I've, week I've been, I've been busy yeah um i'm very excited about this chris i know i zachary that, I know. levi is one of my favorite people chuck was very influential on my high school career did you ever watch Chuck? I never watched Chuck. Actually, loved that. That pause there was me thinking about the fact that Chuck came out well after I graduated from high school. the The finale was my freshman year because I remember sitting in the dorm. Of high school? College. Oh, okay. I was like, what? Um, the I remember sitting in the dorm and the finale. And the finale is a very emotional episode. Okay. Uh, and it's Sarah and Chuck on the beach, and they're recreating the scene from the very first episode. She like puts his head on his on puts her head on his shoulder. She's like, tell me our story, and then I like, it fade. You know, it's the zoom out, and then fades with music. And I lost it. I was bawling in my room. I Aww. couldn't handle all of that emotion. Aww. Um But I had a, a, a question for you okay. r- involving Zach Levi because Zach Levi, I thought would be the first crossover MCU DCU actor, oh. but he is not, Chris. Do you know who the first... Do you remember exactly who I played? Uh, yeah, yeah. He played um, one of the Warriors 3 Fandrel, mm-hmm. I think, in the second... Yes, in the first one. Second one. Second, second one? Second one. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Um, oh, shit! Snacks. If you guessed it, I'd be very surprised, because it is a very obscure character, and one that we have both hated on multiple times. Okay, let me see if I can f- figure this out. Oh, um... I do know. Do you? Yes. Uh, Isn't it the. Oh, wait. Isn't it. um, KG Beast from Batman vs. Superman? Didn't that actor also play someone in Captain America Winter Soldier? Close. It was Killer Croc from Suicide Squad. Oh, was the monster elf from Thor Dark World. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. I think... He was the first to do both. I think the other guy might be as well, though. Oh, then Zachary Levi might be the third one. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty... You talk. I'm going to confirm okay. this. Some but... other... Okay, so I, I missed that one, but I think I might have gotten one. Um, some other notable actors that I have listed that have been in multiple uh, Marvel DC franchises... Um... Who is it? The one that I that I completely forgot about because it's kind of a forgettable one. Uh, the actress's name is Tao Okamoto, who played Mariko, who was the damsel in distress from the Wolverine, was also Mercy in Batman vs Superman. Ah, yeah. that's true. Forgot about that one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, are we just? I mean, there's if you go beyond just the MCU. There's yeah. Oh, a the, yeah. There's multiple. I I listed our favorite one being our two favorite ones being. Um, uh, blah, 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 uh, Batman, Michael Keaton. Oh, right. Of being course. Batman and Vulture. Uh, his third bird movie. I'm excited <laughs> to see where he goes from here. So many bird movies. Uh, um. Tommy Lee Jones being, uh, the general from Captain America and Two-Face. Yes. And so on and so forth. And so, and so many more. All right. I'm, I'm going to see if I can track this information down. Uh, I believe you had some other news though. Right? Uh, I have some very exciting news that is very personal to me. uh uh, for the people who haven't heard because this was shared with me six times in an hour yesterday (laughs) because it was very exciting uh they announced the full cast of lion king the 2019 live live quote-unquote adaptation live meaning it's just gonna be in the same like i call like super cgi style of jungle book Mm -hmm. so the cast we already knew was donald glover was gonna be simba but they've now announced Beyonce, Queen B is going to play Nala because you need a queen to play a queen. Yep. Uh, James Earl Jones is going to be Mufasa. John Oliver is Zazu. Seth Rogen is Pumbaa. Billy uh, Billy Eichner, Eichner, thank you. Uh, known from Billion Street, is going to be Timon. Uh, and then Eric Andre, who I hope isn't a CGI character, and it's just like actually Eric Andre walking around, <laughs> just doing whatever he wants to do. Uh, and Keegle Michael Keegle. Oh my gosh, Keegan Michael Key. Uh, are playing two of the three hyenas. Oh my god! So fucking excited for that. Cast. No, I. Uh, it looks great. It's still weird to think that that's gonna be live action because it's not. It's right. not. It's it's it realistic. Yeah. Computer generated. Super CG. Yeah. Um, but you know, I like the Jungle Book quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, all right. I'm, I, I wasn't bored. Uh, I wasn't like a big fan of the like the talking side. Like the lip sync of an animal and a human still doesn't fit perfectly yeah and that's like all we're gonna get now yeah but it, but i mean there's it, it'll have been four years three years between jungle book coming out boom you right? i was right yeah Kaylin mulvey was uh KG beast in batman vs superman and also in captain america the winter soldier okay so actually my guy was the first one uh no winter soldier was after thor dark world yes but but batman vs superman came out before suicide squad did Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad, did come out after. So he was the first one to actually. Damn it. Be... This is why I don't look up news. Oh. <laughs> I quit. Do this on your own. Talk about Lion King by yourself. But I have so little to talk about Lion King. Good. <laughs> Suffer on this podcast in Silence. Oh man Yes Alright I'm feeling really good about myself but Energy's up now Thank you for that Alright now energy's I'm back down. in I'm excited I'm just gonna talk monotone For the rest I'm of this podcast excited Okay <laughs> A lot of very exciting news To talk about Brave new metropolis Yeah I mean do do. No it doesn't matter you have other news to talk about Should we just get no, into No it's fine Okay <laughs> Alright so uh, We are now Talking about brave new metropolis It's very exciting stuff <laughs> Um how did you feel about this being our introduction to the multiverse? Um, not great. No, okay, interesting. Why not? So, uh I I feel like this was a good first attempt because I know they correct it in Justice League. They yeah. do basically the same story just much better. Yeah. Um but even in the comics outside of in uh crisis infinite earths which came out uh, about 20 years before this 10 years before this sorry mm-hmm. uh they didn't really know how to handle the multiverse well it's a really tough thing to do mm-hmm. it's inherently complicated so you have to simplify it and then yeah, yeah. because what this episode what have, did you ever read infinite crisis no i've never god, read it. thank I mean... <laughs> god finally i've read a comic that you haven't read i've never read any of the crises so okay. That, that's... I basically avoid big crossover events because it's just too much fucking homework. Really, I was the opposite growing up. Those were the ones that I focused on because it let me learn about as many characters as I could. That's fair. Because I, I, Final Crisis was the first series Sorry. that I ever read. Okay. And it was basically me and my friend Dylan... Uh, on the weekends, would like turn a page, and every time we didn't know a character on the page, we would stop reading and then like read their entire Wikipedia page, mm-hmm. and then go back and, and read the going. next page. That would take yeah. a long. It took us like I, I don't even think we finished. I think we made it three issues in, and that took us over a month. Well, and especially if you did, you I mean how broad or even deep was your DC knowledge going into that? It, we had nothing. Okay, so you you were like I, uh, I was like okay, page one. Okay, uh, I think Superman. I had watched Static. Okay. Uh, cause this was post static shock. Yeah. I probably watched most of justice league or JLU. I, I'd watched most of JLU mm-hmm. cause I recognized some crossover characters. Okay. Uh, and then teen Titans was going on. Okay. So that was it. So yeah. So you, a lot of the characters then were at the time, I didn't know who Slade was. Cause I remember when they did like at the end of the first season of teen Titans, they crack his mask yeah. and he has like spiky hair underneath. And I thought it was either Bruce or a future Robin. Because I had no idea who Deathstroke I, was. I didn't know Slade slash Deathstroke going into Teen Titans either. Okay. Cause I, and, and subsequently, I've always l- looked back and I was like, it's weird they call him Slade. Yeah. Like, they never say Deathstroke at any no. point through, which is really interesting. Probably because they don't want a Cartoon Network character named Death something. I suppose that's true. Um, okay, so... I can so what? what uh, so you didn't? Do you not like the episode? You didn't like the way they just handled the idea of a multiverse sort of thing? Like what? It, what wasn't working for you. I mean, it was it was a fine episode. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably better than a lot that we've watched recently. I it's would just agree. I I'm just so connected to those other episodes mm-hmm. and the comic that I mean, it didn't come out yet, but there's a uh, Infinite Crisis has a very very similar storyline to this. Okay, well, I mean, because this is. Um, Pretty common storyline. We we see this a lot. This idea, of, like Superman, something bad happens to him, he snaps mm-hmm. and turns evil. I mean, that's the the that's injustice. That's injustice. Yeah, and, uh, injustice is great. And again, mm-hmm. I think injustice does it better than this. Yeah, um I think, I think it's just because like I have such high expectations for those stories now. Yeah, because they are done so well at this point. I feel like there's. Uh, yeah, I guess the Justice Lords is all based on a similar yeah there's Justice Lords there's the uh Crisis on Two Earths movie uh Flashpoint is is basically the same thing same thing yeah so okay so for those who don't know in this episode Lois accidentally gets drawn into an alternative universe where she died and Superman in his grief decided he had to take control of the city to protect people and end up teaming up with Lex. Yeah, he basically went down the Batman path a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, teamed up with Lex and let Lex handle like the small petty crime. But in doing that, Lex was just kind of rounding up citizens and yeah. making a horrible, basically making Metropolis Gotham. Yeah. And now yeah, there was, it did look a lot more like Gotham. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the whole palette was darker. It wasn't crisp and clean and bright. Um, I mean, the helicopters that they use don't look like Gotham helicopters, but the fact that they were there feels more Gotham-esque. Yeah. Like, I feel like we don't actually see a lot of <coughs> helicopters in Metropolis, weirdly enough. Uh, no, they'll just get in the way of Superman. That's actually true. Yeah, you got to plan that ahead. No, there was one in the first Parasite episode. Yeah, they they have it every once in a while. Mm-hmm. But like, to me, that's a fixture of Gotham with all these, like, Yeah, there's always things flying around. Um, yeah, it... Or Blimps. It's it, what I find is interesting too. Is so in this this other world, uh, like everything's like dirty and dingy, which to me that almost doesn't quite make sense. Like I always think of Superman when he takes control, he makes like a utopia, or attempts to. I mean, that's kind right. of part of Red Sun as well, which we've well established. You have not read. You know what? You haven't read Infinite Crisis. <laughs> I have one to hold over you. You got one. you got one. I keep forgetting. Actually, hang on. I'm going to go grab it off the shelf right now and send it. Because <laughs> so I keep forgetting um, to do this. But no, you're right. I, I feel like with Lex and Superman in charge of Metropolis, I'd imagine more of like a WALL-E. I mean, WALL-E's not a great example. More of like a, like a robot takeover where Lex would you know be um, kind of like, like, he would make like an army of robots to keep the city clean and, and collect and like, in order. Just come and talk on our podcast, Chris. You can, you can do this during when we when we take our break. <laughs> I didn't have been there somewhere. Um. It, it was filed under M for Mallard, not S for Superman. So. Oh my gosh! How yeah. dare you? It, it threw me off. Uh, but no, yeah, I feel like um, with Lex in charge of like the ground floor, he would have these robots that kind of be running the city. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because especially with, like, LexCorp is everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Like, LexCorp now... I mean, LexCorp already runs the city in in Mm Earth-1. But, like, even, like, in this one, it's, like, that's the only company that still exists. Yeah, they've basically taken over. Sorry, where were you saying? I wasn't listening to you when I was... I I knew you weren't. That's why I was (laughs) trying to to get you to come back and talk on our podcast. Um... I was saying, yes, it it didn't feel right that it was uh, dirty. Oh, okay. Because right, like it is still Metropolis. It is still like yeah. like the the futuristic city run by LexCorp. Do you? So I mean, we're talking about how this happens a lot. Where Superman he experiences a tragedy and, and goes dark. Does that feel a little contrived? Does that feel organic to his character? Like, do you think he's that emotionally fragile that he would go that far when something bad happens? Um, I that that's a tough question. I know that's why I asked it. Um, in some instances, yes. <laughs> like in, in my mind, in in justice, it makes sense because mm-hmm. it's literally, um, because they're already like together. Lois knows Lois who... and, and Clark are together. She's yes. pregnant. Yes, the Joker deton- detonates a nuclear bomb, killing everyone in Metropolis, but the blast doesn't actually kill Lois. Um, Superman gets infected. I think it's basically with uh, a derivation of the Scarecrow-like s- serum. So he sees Lois as doomsday. So That's he, right. So he like, grabs her and flies her up into the atmosphere until she basically suffocates because he thinks it's doomsday and he comes back down and he realizes that. So he basically is directly responsible for her death. Yes. In that one, yes. I feel like that would make him crack. Yeah. That one <clears> makes <throat> sense to me. This seems a little bit far. I mean, I get what they're doing here. Like mm-hmm. it's it's still an interesting idea to play in. I don't know if they were deliberately setting up the multiverse now or if they just had this big clever idea to throw in here. I think I don't think this sets up. I think this is their first attempt at a storyline like this so they knew how to handle it later. Okay, yeah. So because I'll- the Justice Lords version is like I think yes, injustice it makes sense for for uh, Superman to crack. Yeah. Uh Justice Lords Yes, because like Barry or like Flash was Wally. kind of sorry, Wally was the the kind of like he was like the most pure on the team. Yeah. Um, well, you see, and it was that, and then the the Lex being president thing. Like everything had turned against Superman at that point. Yeah. Where he's like, fuck it, I've been trying to do this for years. Obviously, nothing's happening at this stage, so I need to try something else. Yeah, it, what's kind of cool about this is this is one of the few episodes where they do kind of get a do-over. I mean, we've talked a lot about how would you make this better. That's basically moot in this case because they do it better <clears throat> later on when we get the Justice Lords, which I, I still yeah. think is probably one of the best Justice League episodes oh, absolutely. out there. And the fact that they bring it back again in JLU is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if they ever... Off the top of my head, I don't know if they ever bring up this particular episode again when referencing alternate dimensions or anything like that. I don't like think that. so. And I think there might have been like a throwaway line from Superman. Yeah. Like he might um, have brought up that it's an alternate dimension. Yeah. Like, there's a plot point in JLU that ties back into a Darkseid episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's actually the series finale of Superman by, ties back into that. So like, in a lot of ways, this whole series feels like it's all just set up for better <laughs> stuff. We're getting Superman together with all these characters. We're getting the multiverse. We're getting Supergirl. We're getting Darkseid all this other shit. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's cool that we don't have to guess how you could do it better because it'll happen eventually. Now, another question for you, though. Did this episode finally do Lois justice for you? Uh, more justice, yes. Okay. Uh, both of these episodes were, were very Lois-focused, mm-hmm. uh, which was kind of nice. Yeah. Um, and this one, yes, because she was the main character of this episode. She was, yeah. Uh, and that was kind of nice to see like her actually doing it. Like, when she was running from the cops, she like, knew how to fight back a little bit. She knew how to hide from the helicopter. She didn't like, she knew like, she knew nothing for the cops. She shot of a perfectly smooth Marvel building. Yes. Because that's the kind of character she is. Yeah. Uh, like she knows like to shoot for the tires, the cars, she shoots for the light at the helicopter. Like she has a, a basic understanding of how to escape. Yeah. Um, and, which is cool. And I felt that this was the first episode where I saw bits of Andrea in the performance. Because it's the same voice actress mm-hmm. as Andrea Beaumont from Mass of the Phantasm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you did know that. You just forgot it. I forgot it. I mentioned it before. You've mentioned it a couple times, probably, I think. Probably does, yeah. This is the first time that I felt that she actually got to do something other than just be quippy. Which she's great at doing. Um, is it Dana Delaney? <coughs> that sounds right. Man, uh, but no, I, I fully, yeah, I should know. That makes a lot of sense. Where, yeah, she wasn't just a one-line character in this episode. Yeah. Dan she Dan actually Dan had something to do. Yeah. that wasn't just wait for Superman to save her. Which he, Albeit he still Albeit at the end, Superman does still save her. He, he, yeah, I mean, she does flawlessly climb to the top of the, like, 10-story tall Lex Luthor statue and then I want to know how many of him. those there are. Because she sees one when she walks out of the lab. Yeah. That's just, like, an eye-level bust of their heads do you, do you think that um to save on cost superman just does that himself cuz i don't think no because uh lex makes a couple notes so like superman isn't like pure evil or like, or like fully working with Lex. He does say that there's a lot of resistance still. Right. And that's why but, they want to get rid of Lois because like, he still wants to be in control. Yeah. But I bet more the fact that, you know, if, why would you like dedicate so much manpower to erecting a massive statue when you have one guy literally just like zip around and laser it and it's all perfect. That's and- true. But, uh, I feel like that's why Lex has all of those people in captivity. So they can build them. So statue. they can build massive <laughs> statues. That's the only reason. Yeah, yeah. And don't make any, like, marks on his perfectly bald head or it'll just, right. just kill you. Yeah. I did I did like that this is Lex as kind of most evil. Like, this is the first episode At this where point, yes. This yeah. is the most evil we've seen him. Well, because he, he's like a full-on mm-hmm. villain. Like, he he's going to kill Lois. He's behind everything. And then, at the end, he dies. Like, he crashes into his own face and blows up. Yeah. And you can get away with that because alternative universe. But, like, this is him going... Full on super villain. Yeah, that, that was that was really nice to see because yeah, at this point Lex has just been like a very behind the scenes villain. Like we know he's had his hands in episodes, yeah. But he's never been like one, he's never been caught yeah, doing anything. True. Um, but he's also like just the one setting everything up for Superman to have to figure out. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it's nice to see him be like the villain up front. Yeah. Yeah, I I did I did like this episode a lot though. Mm-hmm. I think maybe it's because we have had a lot of duds. And at least this did something different. Mm-mm. Yeah, it had <laughs> always me. be a character. It'll Lois be national character. Well, and also it mm, I feel like a lot of the episodes we've been getting of late just feel like weird rehashes of really bad Superman stories from, like, the 60s. Yeah. And, like, that's not necessarily what they are, but that's how they feel. Um, even the next episode feels like that, but it's, it's fun and playful in a way that I think a lot of them haven't been. It, reading the description of that episode, I almost didn't watch it. Oh, my God, really? Because the sentence is a one-sentence one description that Superman has to defeat a giant monkey. Yeah. And I'm like, it's, you know, you know it's, not, it's not. I make a lot of sacrifices for this podcast. It's not the best premise it's not, but it was a much better interpretation of that story than I expected. Yeah. Do you, okay, do you do you have more to say on this or should we just move our way on to the the monkey episode? Uh, did I have more to say? Uh the I mostly S- just wrote wrote questions down. So, oh, the oh. the S on his chest is supposed to to be the the SS? Mhm. Yeah. Um Yeah, I mean, look, it it pulls a lot of really low-hanging, dystopian future apples from the tree. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all big concrete structures. It's all, like, black and reds, and all the, like, the cops are in very Stormtrooper-esque uniforms. Not Star Wars Stormtroopers, like, World War II two Stormtroopers. Nazi Stormtroopers. Yeah. I mean, it's all, it's all there. Like, I mean, if you're going to go, you know. Yeah, if you're going to do it, do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Um... Uh, no, that's pretty, pretty much all I have. I, I wrote down the, the brief description of infinite crisis in case you wanted to know what that was about. <laughs> why, why don't you go ahead and retell us? Uh, um, I, I honestly don't know. The, I can't really distinguish the crises that well. Wasn't, okay. I think it was, no, was infinite crisis one with Dr. Light? No, that's identity crisis. Identity crisis. Yes. So it went, well, okay. So it was Christ on infinite earths. That was the first one. And then Identity Crisis? I think it's Infinite Identity Final. What happened in Infinite Crisis? Infinite Crisis, because it takes place directly after Infinite Earths. Uh, and I had to, I forgot when, Wait, a when lot was. Of this. When did the comic come out? I want to say early 2000s. Okay, that sounds good. Kind of I nice. want to say after Kingdom Come. That was 2001. No, whoa, Kingdom Come was. 96? Yeah, it's 97, I want to say. Okay, then, then I I want to say this was ninety or 2001 uh, ish. Okay. Uh, 2001 two. Um, just just trying to figure out the character setup was hard enough for me to get, wrap my head around again. Okay. So it's Superman from Earth two. Okay. Teaming up with Lex Luthor, Alexander Luther from Earth two, um, and Superboy Prime from Earth three, mm-hmm. coming to Earth one because Earth-2 Lois was sick, and he thought bringing her to Earth-1 would make her feel better for some reason. Uh, and in the process, he kidnapped Earth-1 Lois because he couldn't be without Lois. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, but while all that's happening, Alexander Luther, who you find out is surprisingly evil, who would have guessed, um, has, like, a machine where he's basically doing, like... Uh, a god mode character creation, like, character creation mm-hmm. of superhero worlds, where he's taking like the multiverse Earths and being like, okay, all of these characters are going to go to this Earth. All of these characters are going to go to this Earth. I want these characters. He's trying to make like the perfect world. Okay, uh, where it's just the like the heroes and villains that he wants in one world. Doesn't Superboy Prime like punch a universe or something like that? Yeah. Ah, uh, Christ! So, Superboy Prime kills Earth One Superboy in the process, um, and he, while all that's happening, they capture Alexander Luther. Superboy Prime basically says, "I just want to push the giant reset button by going to Oa and blowing it up, and I guess that will just reset the universe." My oh, God! Um, and so the the Green Lantern set up, I think they said a six hundred mile long concrete wall that Superboy Prime just punches through like it's nothing. Um, and then Earth-2, his name is Cal-L, just the letter L yeah. compared to Cal-E-L. yeah. Um, Earth-2 Superman and Earth-1 Superman fly him through the remains of Krypton. So all three lose their power. They land on Mogo, the living planet, uh, and beat him up there. And then the Green Lanterns capture him and lock him up in... Um, a red planet eater, or a red sun eater. Mm-hmm. So he's stuck in a red sun, basically. Uh, but my favorite thing about the story is, is the ending of Alexander Luther because he escapes the prison cell okay. and he makes it onto the street where he's kind of pulled into an alleyway uh, by Earth-1 Lex Luthor and the Joker. And the Joker sprays him with uh, like acidic Joker gas and then electrifies him so it messed up his face and then he's shocked and he falls to the ground and he shoots him. And Lex says he should have invited him to the party. And they walk up. That's so very Lex Luthor. That's such a great ending. <laughs> to such a weird story. See, this is why I avoid a lot of these like crossover crises sort of things. They just get crazy convoluted and the stakes end up getting so absurdly high I'm just like, nah. Yeah. It's great. Cause, yeah, because I know a bit about Identity Crisis which is when oh, uh, that, one's so, that one's much worse. We, yeah, they discover that Batman had his memory wiped amongst other people mm-hmm. and he like, he's not cool with that. I don't know what happens the, after that. Uh, Dr. Light raped a bunch of, wasn't elongated man's wife? Uh, she was part of it. She died. Um, yeah, this is fucking dark. They, they kill elongated man's wife and, um, uh, the Adam's wife is thought to be dead. Of course. Um, and then they find out that she was actually behind it. And then she wasn't. See, again, this this (laughs) is why I avoid these things. I just, I don't, don't even want to go near them. The crossover that I do always back up is Blackest Night. I think that that is my favorite comic series. Okay, yeah, I've never, never touched it. Really? That's when I first learned about all the different lanterns, which is why I love it so much. Yeah. I may at some point. As I say that, I thought I probably would. Probably not. No. It's, it's a long one. It's long. There's just not enough time. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to go reread Superman Red Sun after you've read it so we can talk about it. I mean, I'll give it back in like a year and a half so and probably read the first page. I know, exactly. So the difference is I bought you Frontier. <laughs> so you have no excuse. You have an excuse to read it because you don't have to give it back to me. This one was like nagging you all that, the time. That's, like, that's back, very true. Um, so, who's our sponsor this week? <laughs> it's uh, Cite This. Okay. We've we've I'm trying to remember been our sponsor before. I know. I think. Do they do they give very complicated dictionary words, uh, and then the other person has to like if I if I did my homework to, has to guess the definition of said word, and then <laughs> then when they guess wrong, person A has to then give a reference in pop in pop culture media of when that word was used. I think that's exactly. Is it what they that do? That sounds like a great podcast. <laughs> uh yeah that let's, sure let's say the exact premise um no thank you for for spinning long enough for me to look it up <laughs> real quick oh okay that's right they they basically just take a wikipedia topic and they just go real deep on it oh that's right yeah it's basically like click hole, the podcast yeah I need, mm-hmm. a, I need to remember these things or you know maybe actually listen to them which would be a good thing to do as a fellow podcaster i'm sorry sean and kyle i haven't listened to your podcast but i'm sure it's exemplary and here's a taste of it Hello, I'm Sean Christopher. And I'm Kyle Cecina. And we are the co-hosts of Cite This Podcast, the Wikipedia of podcasts. Each week, we dive into the nethers of the online Wikiverse, exploring the weirdest articles and even weirder lists. From top secret government projects to wild fears and phobias to over-the-top Star Wars backstories, we got it all. With special guests in comedy, comics, and more, you won't want to miss it. So come on and dive down the rabbit hole with us every Wednesday on SoundCloud and iTunes as part of the Nerdist School Network. Ooh, yeah, that's a thing. Okay, so now we're on to... The monkey episode. Monkey fun. And it sure was a lot of monkey fun. Terrible name. Yep. Absolutely terrible name. Like I said, going into the episode, I had, like, the lowest expectations for this yeah. episode. No, I, I like did Like, below too... Moon of the Wolf. Yeah. Below oh, the three... Whoa. Like the terrible, the, the terrible trio. Below, like I was expecting worse than those episodes. Like the lowest expectations for this. Do you think we've had a Superman episode that's worse than the terrible trio? I feel like we've had this conversation. Uh, I don't think so. No, the terrible trio is a business. That's just a. That's just a bad episode. I think the Superman episodes are just bland. I think okay. there's like a difference between the bads. Okay, that's fine. I'll give you that. You know, I, I also went in with low expectations and then I started to actually remember this episode. So I actually vaguely recall, I know I, I saw this when it aired, Okay, which makes sense because I would have been watching all the new Batman adventure stuff. So at this point I was watching all the Superman episodes too. Mm -hmm. So actually I remember this one because I remember, um, the little, little doll. Was it, what was his name? Bebo. Bebo. I think so. That's what I wrote down. Bebo is the, Bebo Bukowski is the guy who works out on the docks. Yeah. Who gets like flicked off. I'm pretty sure it was Bebo. Okay. Bebo, yeah. Okay, whatever. The, the little the little monkey in the um, like, uh, not uh, not uh, what's like it's, a it's hotel, the, the con, t- not concierge, a hotel. Um, oh, like a A bellhop. That's the one. Yeah, bellhop yeah. costume. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, like similar to the costumes he used to wear, like the Tower of Terror, like that whole yeah. thing. He's in that, and yeah, he he plays um, ring around the rosy. Mm-hmm. I remembered him. Okay, so I remember the whole episode, but I I forgot that. And it's initially <laughs> that this episode opens up and we're like in the past. The past. So what I love is... 20 years, exactly. But, but I, I love how the timelines work on this because if this is set in 1997, um, that would have been 1977 mm-hmm. they were jumping back to when that is clearly meant to be the 1950s. Yeah. But I love the timeless feel of the whole thing, though, because like, they went for like the space race era. Because that's when they, we were putting monkeys in a space. Right. Scene. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Lois has a pet monkey. Yeah. Did uh, you uh, ca- happen to catch who voices young Lois? No. Mae Whitman? Oh. <gasps> I know her. Yeah. No, of for, you it's do. Katara. From what? <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you intentionally hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming that's Avatar. It is. It's the main girl from Avatar. It's Katara. Uh, and she's also Rose from American Dragon, Jake Long. Uh, and she was the Duff in the movie The Duff. That's a great movie. That actually. was a great movie. I was yeah. very surprised at how good that was. It was really good. Uh, alongside um, Steve, uh, Stephen Amell's cousin. Robbie Amell. That's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's great. Great looking guy. Yeah, he's really great looking guy. Uh, yeah, I love Mae Whitman. Yeah, she's intense as well. I mean, she's also a voice actor, too. And, of course, she was in of um, Development. I, okay. Did you ever watch rest of development? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I was too busy reading infinite crisis. <laughs> well, thank God you did. So at least one of us knew about it. Um, but yeah, so she's, they have, she and her sister Lucy have like a, a, a pet monkey named Titano who's staying with them because her dad is a general and is part of the space program. And so, but poor old Titano has got to go get launched off into a ship and then he ends up basically getting lost in space. And we find him years later stuck inside a asteroid. An asteroid. And he comes back down to Earth and is immediately put in Lois's care because he doesn't respond to anyone but her. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's what you would do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sweet little moment. But then we quickly discover that he's also growing because of space gases. Yes. Space bacteria have infected him. Yeah. So he continues to grow. Yeah. Because there's... There's that great moment where they're in Star Labs and, like, the, just the random bacteria that was inside his asteroid or in his helmet or whatever gets exposed to the atmosphere and, like, grows. And it's these, like, mm-hmm. giant monster bacteria trying to eat people. I did have a, a question about that. Actually, I did have a question uh, relating to the last episode and most of the Superman episodes. I'll okay. ask that one first. <clears throat> uh, when we see Superman use his heat vision, you always see the, the two eye lines converge at a point. Does that mean that he is forced to go cross-eyed when he uses his heat vision? And it has to be like at the perfect distance. <laughs> where I, he has to know exactly how much to cross his eyes so it <laughs> converges at the right point. He's got such precise muscle control with his cross-eye that he can just like Well, slowly... because in the second, in, the, in this episode, in the monkey one, you see the two individual ones. So, you yeah. know, he's not crossing his eyes. Do you think he can like go opposite directions? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Because uh, it, was, it was the part where well uh, Lo- I think it's Lois is being held at gunpoint in the last episode, and he uh, melts the gun out of the guy's hand. Yeah. Uh, there was another guard that I assume also had a gun. Just like, and Ding-ding. I wanted, yeah, just like his eyes to go in completely opposite directions and burn both guns at the same time. Superman with the mo- world's <laughs> most dangerous, lazy eye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I think I think he has that precise a control that he can. He goes yes. cross-eyed all the time. He, he spent his entire childhood practicing the exact focal distance of how much he needs to cross his eye to hit that yeah. hit that that point in space. It's, it's like um you know that uh like the kids' toy game where it's the the two metal poles and the ball on the end of it, and you have to slowly like widen out so the ball gets momentum and rolls he has to close it back together again so it gets the end oh yeah yeah I imagine that he did that with his eyes yeah just a constant process like out in out out in I want to see how much how when he misses and they like the person is standing like 15 feet ahead of him and he crosses his eyes just too short so they like it 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 actually goes to an X and goes wide again yeah (laughs) they cross like the 12 foot mark and he's like do do you mind just taking a, a quick step forward or Superman has to like he has to move forward really fast to, like, so no one else notices that he just completely missed. Just mess it up. You can just imagine how many, like, like, like crop fires he started in Kansas as he was yeah. slowly trying to perfect his... His cross-eyedness. His cross-eyed vision. <laughs> um, but yes, in this episode, he had to fight giant bacteria. He had to fight giant bacteria before he got to fight the giant monkey. Yes. Um, oh, wait. So we, we talked about the fact that this is set... There's a 20 year age gap, so mm-hmm. we now know that Lois is like 28. Right? Is that weird for you? Yes, it's weird for me. Yeah, because I was I was trying to age her up in the in the flashback. That maybe she was just like a very immature, like 12 year old. Well, except for the fact that she says that I was seven in reference to I think the monkey, the, the toy monkey, oh. which means that at this, She would be like nine or ten maybe okay. in the flashback. I would say t- I could I could see 30 getting a Pulitzer. Yeah, but she's 28 like the star reporter at the Daily Planet has that massive apartment all to herself. Yeah, that is now trashed. Cameron, I'm 28. You are. And I'm going to go jump off of You bed. have a nice apartment. <laughs> I do. I do have a very nice apartment. It's not like a penthouse apartment. It's not a penthouse in the middle of a city. No. Right. I'm not a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist. No, but that's also not your field. <laughs> no, it's not my you field. You have produced a, a movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. There you go. I'm sk- You're doing all right, kid. <laughs> this is pep talk. Yeah. No. pep talk just... with Cameron and Chris. Thank you for making me oh, feel better about myself, me Cameron. trying to make you feel better. <laughs> I mean, as the young one in the group, I feel like I have to to give you the support yeah. to make you feel like I'm not surpassing you in well, any you, way. You, you still have like three and a half more years before you reach that point. So. Before I reach this depression. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I look forward to it. Uh, okay. So Lois, <laughs> is, Lois is 29. Um,
1: doing oh, great for herself. yeah. What?
0: She so doing great for herself. Doing great. She's doing fantastic. I, I did have a, a, a moment of amusement when those bacteria go crazy into the lab. It reminded me of the movie Evolution. I never watched it. You never saw it? I've seen Dragon Ball Evolution. So it's like, oh, it. fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, sorry. Last note I forgot to mention in the last episode. <laughs> um, in, the, in the last part of the last episode, of this episode. Um, that was the first time uh, Lois and Superman kissed. I think about it might be the only time. Oh, well, good for them. Even though it's not like Earth-1 Superman. Um, yeah, because she's basically non-existent in all of Justice League. Right. And I don't remember them kissing again in Superman, but I could be mistaken. Okay. Well then, it's, I'm glad that I brought it up then. Yeah. But you also should go watch the movie Evolution. It's really funny. Okay. Yeah. It's got David Duchovny. I know that guy. And Sean William Scott. He was in that show Californication, I think. Oh my God. Fuck you. <laughs> Guys, it's my favorite show, Californication. When, when, when Chris and I first met uh, a year and a half ago, almost. Two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, two years ago now. I think you had just finished California Case. No, I finished it a long time okay. ago. Uh, well, whatever the case was, that was, like, the show you were hyping to everyone. It was a great. It's a great show. I, I get it. Yeah. I, I watched the first season. I understand. But, like, that was... But do you really understand? If you really Probably, understood, I you wouldn't I be criticizing me now for having <laughs> to a huge get advocate of it. Mr. I've seen every episode of Entourage. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> twice. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> and the movie. <laughs> uh... <laughs> You know, we, I, need to make, I, mean, I make good decisions in my life. Even more than the Scooby-Doo bait, this might be the episode that has tested our friendship. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the giant bacteria from evolution fights Superman. Superman wins. Yeah. The uh, monkey grows to massive proportions. Monkey grows to King Kong size. This is basically a prequel to King Kong, right? It, yeah. In essence. That's exactly what it is. Um yeah, and he starts like rampaging around the town, and Superman tries to be nice and, and slow him down, but he's he's a big monkey. He doesn't know what he's doing. Right. But luckily, Lois' dad, good old General Sam Lane, shows up in the nick of time. Um, also, was it just me, or was that voice actor basically doing a Jimmy Stewart impression? Yeah, that's what he was doing. Okay. Yes. I love a good Jimmy Stewart impression. I won't do one, though, on the podcast. <laughs> you just give me shit for it. No, I won't. <clears throat> so... Uh, he comes with Bebo in a bag. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, Do did they hit every carnival cliche? They didn't go into a hall of mirrors. They, you see the hall of mirrors, but they don't go in it. Well, Superman gets knocked into a hall of mirrors. Yes. And we <clears> see <throat> him inside of it, but not also the monkey. Right. So that cliche was not done. But we did have one of the, one of the two gets knocked into the bell game, oh, where yep. the bell Goes hits up the top and, and then falls usually down. falls off and hits him on the head. Yep. I didn't have. I feel like it had a boink in it. Like it even and had it, the sound it effect. Like a ding, and it falls off. No, like when it hit Superman's head. Like oh, I feel like it had know, in my in my mind. I hear that cartoon sound effect. It probably did have it. I might have just add. I I at the point of how many cartoons I've seen. I might have just unconsciously added it in because you, I've seen that that exact too, yeah. scene so many times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were the other chronicle cliches? I mean, it's uh, the, that. He gets knocked into the Ferris wheel. The Ferris wheel falling is usually a pretty big cliche. Yeah. Um, uh, there's usually the I guess the the other pretty big one is usually one person is standing at, at like the bottom of a roller coaster hill, and oh, everyone in the yeah. car is like screaming, and they fall oh, or they yeah. jump off at the last second. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty big one. Um, it's like the merry-go-round, where like the person is trying to catch the one in the merry-go-round, but it's spinning too fast for them to catch. Mm-hmm. It's a Pretty big cliche. Um, I mean, I think even things getting lost in like a whole bunch of carnival yes, prizes, yep. and that happens here. Like they lose the, the singing monkey. Yep. Amongst all the other ones, Butterfingers, Lois, yeah. can't fucking do anything. That that was the specific moment that I actually remembered was like the, oh, okay. the, the little monkey in the the bellhop like outfit getting lost. Why can't I remember? Bib, Bib, Bibo. Bibo, yeah, B-E-B-O, Bibo. Bebo. Be-be-bo? Bebop. Bebop from from um... Bebop and Rocksteady. Yep, <laughs> from, from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> yep, it was that it was that yeah. monkey? Um, what were we talking about? Uh, there were, there were two lines in this that really stood out to me. <clears throat> I haven't done a, a deep dive into into lines in a oh, while. I think I know one of the ones you can reference. I think I might have flagged uh, it down as my my quote that I'm going to put at the top of the episode. Okay, I mean, it'll probably ahead, be the other. Go one. ahead. I think. Uh, the first one was, um, uh, this monkey has the might and brain of the greatest country behind him. A second that that is said a second before the rocket like breaks apart and, they, and, and it loses all falls control. Apart? Yeah, yeah, which I thought was like a nice stab at like you know USA isn't always great. <laughs> Yeah, but this is the '90s when USA That's was. That's true. Age. That that is very true. Yeah, I mean, it was also the '50s, kind of. Well, the '50s USA was. That was that was, that was yeah, yeah. exactly. All like, right, yeah, I, like, I take that. You back. guys could do no wrong in the '50s ever. Yeah, uh, and then the don't hurt him. He's just a baby, as oh, he yells yeah. it at a at a twenty, at least a twenty year old monkey. Yeah, <laughs> well, he was in suspended animation. Yeah, but he's still aged. Maybe I don't know. I know. He didn't I eat, didn't so maybe not. Yeah, he didn't have any food. That's true. Uh, what was what do was the imagine, line that you wanted to imagine? How smelly that uniform would have been when they eventually oh, got the out of there. Oh, the worst. That? That's twenty years of monkey sweat and monkey shit. I'm like, oh yeah. He probably had a diaper on, but that's still twenty years like the same diaper. Yeah, in. I no. There had to do something with quit playing with your monkey and help me. I don't remember what it was. It was it was something that just I think something Lois said to Jimmy. And I'm like, oh, I should make a note of that. I should use that as a quote. And then uh, I'm looking now, and IMDb quotes isn't on there, so I have to try and find it somewhere else. Can or I have to watch re- it again? Or just rewatch watch the episode. Why the yeah. fuck not? why not? What else do you have to do with your time? Very little. <laughs> um, so they stop <clears throat> him by playing Ring Around the Rosie on the loudspeaker. Yeah, and they gas him. Yeah. Uh, and they drop him off on this deserted island. On full Skull of, Island. On Skull Island. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I don't understand is why would they put the one thing that can stop him... Around his neck. Yeah, they... they At the end it. of the episode, the, yeah, Bebo is like a necklace on, on Titano. Yeah, on giant Titano, which they stopped his growth spurts, by the way. They couldn't yeah. shrink him. They stopped it. Um, I wish they didn't. I wanted to see like him just continue growing until... So eventually like, he, like, his spine snaps under his own weight. Well, so what, what would happen if he kept growing? Would he Because he's, he's pretty tall for a monkey, I feel yeah. like. Would it be the point where the Earth couldn't handle his weight anymore? Or would it be at the point where his head is out of atmosphere, where he no longer can breathe? So we're assuming that as he grows proportionally, like, his body can sustain itself. I assume so. Okay. Because he was able to fight Superman pretty well. Like, he didn't, like, break his bones as he tried to stop Superman's yeah. punch. Yeah, because what, what's that whole other thing about, like, you, if you take, like, an ant and enlarged it, like, it would actually get crushed in the weight of its own... Ectoskeleton? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. So we're, we're going to assume that... The, it, it's a, Yeah, proportional growth. Yeah, um, yeah. How, yeah, cause How tall would he have to be for his head <clears throat> to be outside the atmosphere? And would that height garner too much weight for the island to hold him up anymore? At what point will the Earth just cave in on itself <laughs> off of the weight of a giant monkey? That's a good point, actually. Yeah, I don't. We need the science friends. We need, so, yeah, someone, someone help us science this. I'm too lazy to look up anything. Um, I don't know, let me think about this. I feel like if his mass was large enough, it would certainly disrupt, I mean, it wouldn't change our gravity, but it would create a new source of gravity. Would his weight cause the, the earth tilt to, to change depending on where the island is? Um, I guess theoretically it it could at a certain point. I mean, the earth doesn't spin on a perfect axis. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if anything that massive, anything growing exponentially like that, I mean, we're, now we're ignoring the fact that mass is finite. Yeah. So let's we'll throw that out the window to start with. But let's go with this otherwise completely <laughs> grounded scientific premise. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it, at a certain point, if the mass continued to grow, it would disrupt the Earth's rotation, I would think. Mm-hmm. But if he was that tall, <laughs> would, it, would he run – would he – be out of oxygen first? I mean, it would definitely be hard for him to breathe at a certain point. Yeah. And then I imagine he would pass out and just kind of collapse and then creating massive tidal waves and natural disasters and probably just destroy the world. Yeah, exactly. At that point, we just got to get him off the planet. But you don't have anything big enough. We got Superman. Superman but can he lift him at that point? Mm. Like he was I feel like he was having trouble was fighting having him trouble at, at fighting king, him. king Kong yeah, size. King Kong size. I think we're fucked. If we're if we triple that, this may have been the single greatest victory in all of Superman's history. Yes. The fact that Amelia Hamilton found a way to stop Titano's growth. And having. you know what? It wasn't a victory it wasn't a victory for Superman. It was a victory for science. For science. Yeah. 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 The science? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um Shall we move along to bat plugs? Do we have more I, I, monkey I, discussions to uh, be done? Any more monkey business? Uh, I think we're done. We're definitely done now. <laughs> <laughs> I give you one every podcast. <laughs> give. Let me have my one. No, I'm a huge <laughs> hypocrite. I refuse. <laughs> I am the only one that can do puns on this podcast. Yeah, it's just me. Yes. Uh, yeah. This was the the <clears throat> prequel to King Kong, and it's nice to know that's how it all started. Yep. Was, the nice the Superman. Of Superman. <laughs> Uh so I'm gonna ask you what you've been watching, but I know it's what one of the answers will be. Uh Stranger Things? Yeah. 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 Uh like the rest of the world, I spent this week watching Stranger Things, and it's pretty good. I I am almost there. I'm only five episodes in. Hopefully by the time this comes out on Tuesday, I'll have finished it, but realistically probably not. I feel like sorry, um I feel like I wasn't a big advocator for season one. I I I don't remember how I was. I remember liking it, but I feel like, I don't know if I binged it too fast or if I finished it, because I remember watching it after other after everyone else. Okay. Because it was huge at Comic-Con. I remember that oh, last year. wow. So you watched it like really late then. I watched it after Comic-Con, yes. Yeah, because it, it came out in... It, it came out that month. It was the first month? week of July. First or second week of July last year. I can't... I'm pretty sure. I'll look it up while I continue talking. No, maybe it came out in August. Was it after? Because I watched it with a friend of mine that I met at Outfest, and Outfest happens. I guess Outfest is in June or (laughs) in... I mean, you worked it this year. Oh, I worked worked it. You worked it real good. I hate myself. Um, No. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. July 15th. Yeah, I was right. (laughs) Totally in consequence. I was right, Chris. It uh, came out right before Comic-Con. Mark the calendar. And I remember, yes, please do. <laughs> um, I'll text you next year <laughs> on July 15th. Happy anniversary of the time you were right. Um, I remember when the show came out, I just finished the last Netflix show, uh, The Get Down. Oh, yes, you love and The I Get Down. And was a big... I tried to push that show on everyone. Yeah. Everyone you were talking to like, Oh my God, have you seen you the get down? The get down. So, so good. Cause it was, yeah. and no one watched it. I guess enough people did cause I got a season two. Uh, but I well, did not, not watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I remember like I was pushing that everyone was pushing stranger things and then comic con happened and then I'm like, okay, fine. I'll watch it. And I think I just was too late to the party where I didn't get a chance to talk about it with anyone. Yeah, that makes a difference. And, yeah, through that, I didn't have the same emotional connection. I, I, I watched it so fast, I couldn't tell you, like, before this week, I couldn't tell you, tell you anyone's name besides Eleven. Okay. Um, no, I mean, that's, that's fair. Like, I, yeah, I watched it with a friend, and we, like, we scheduled time to go, like, watch it together. So it was kind of a mixture of, like, binging a few episodes at a time and then having to wait a few days in between. So it's like, a nice mix. Yeah. Um which I think is necessary for shows like this. Yeah. Where you want to talk about it and you need time to digest what you're watching. Yeah. Like I I mean, I really do want to finish it soon because I don't want anything spoiled for me and also I, I'm enjoying it, and I want to finish it. Yeah. But I'm also I'm kinda of liking having some time in between. Yeah. Breathing a little bit. It's, it's really nice. Yeah. That's how I did it with this season. Like it, yeah. I still watched it fairly fast, but like it, so. I don't know if you have a similar experience, but for me so far, not having finished it, I feel like it's what I wanted from a second season of Stranger Things. Like, in the same way that I felt that John Wick 2 was exactly what I wanted from a follow-up to John Wick 1, this mm-hmm. feels like the exact sort of follow-up I wanted to. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, the the girl you meet in the first episode, uh, 8. Oh, yeah. and the, the It's not a spoiler. That's literally the opening scene. Yeah. Um, I feel like she is a, in, like, kind of a weird... I think, like, that storyline hang on i haven't caught up with her again yet okay so shut your fucking mouth she doesn't come back <laughs> shut your mouth um i mean it, like her role is is such a bizarre role i think she's just, just he, stop talking i haven't got back, i haven't got to that point yet there's I just, nothing i need to there's say nothing it, chris you can you say you plug your ears there won't be a spoiler i can't okay. i'm the one doing i'm the one listening <laughs> to the fucking recording um okay Stranger Things 2 was great. Okay. Sure. Uh, the other thing I want to plug, mm-hmm. which we're going to go see tomorrow, uh, is Thor Ragnarok. Because you and already got to see it. I did. I, I had a very nice friend who gave me an a, an advanced screening ticket, uh, and it is amazing. Everyone, please go watch Thor Ragnarok. It is very high up on my Marvel list. I don't know exactly where it sits yet in the in the grand scheme of things. But it's great. Is it better than Thor The Dark World? Just by a hair. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you. It's a hard one to beat. <laughs> uh, but yes, it is better than Dark World. Um, I would say it's, like, as close behind as you can get to Guardians. That Guardians won. Okay. Oh, that's fair. That's that's kind of what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. So, um Fuck you. Yeah. And right on. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to going and seeing yeah, it tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, we're going to see it yeah, tomorrow. So yeah, calm down. I know, but I, I want. Uh, what, what have you been watching, listening, reading to? Um, as it's been the case for well. for many, many weeks now, I really haven't had much time. But I realized that there actually have been things that I've been watching ongoing. I just, I tend to like plug things in at the end. So there's a book I'm reading, which maybe I'll hit next week because maybe I'll actually be done by then. But I have been watching Star Trek Discovery. Oh, mm-hmm. how's that? It's weird. Have you watched Orville yet? I haven't. Okay. I'm, I'm actually if anything more inclined to watch Orville now because what I've kind of heard from people is that Orville's actually a, more of a Star Trek-like show than the Star Trek Discovery itself is. I've, I've also I, I'm a few episodes behind in Orville at this point. Okay. Yeah. Because So Discovery like I think it suffers a little bit from the same problem that Enterprise has which is doing a show set before the original series but is being made 40 to 50 years further along in the evolution of our own society. So it's like all the technology in there, you're kind of wondering like, well, where did this go by the time they got around to the original series? It It's all set around um, a war with the Klingons, so that's what's mm-hmm. different about this show is it's actually set during a time of war, which if I recall, Deep Space Nine did that a little bit, but otherwise, you know, Star Trek's always been kind of at a time of peace. It's like mm-hmm. a full-on conflict. And although it's... They haven't definitively given us a, a, an answer as to what timeline it's set in, like the original timeline versus what's called the Kelvin timeline, which is the J.J. Abrams reboot stuff. But regardless of where it's actually set, it's very much grounded in the aesthetic of the new one. Okay. So like the Klingons don't look like anything like the Klingons from the original series. They look a lot like the Klingons in Star Trek uh, Into Darkness, and they have like these really crazy, ornate costumes mm-hmm. um <clears throat> it's you mean the not con con movie yeah the not con con yeah because you can't con, con yep can yeah. con con. <laughs> are
1: actually you doing
0: a moulin rouge reference i actually haven't seen moulin rouge but how dare you christopher <laughs> christopher tiberius lloyd <laughs> lloyd <what>? <laughs> <laughs> yep I, i'm outing you on our podcast, the Lord is not your real last name. No, this is, I finally, this is what I finally acknowledge that I am, in fact, Christopher Lloyd, famous film star <laughs> of movies such as Back to the Future, Camp Nowhere, Clue, yeah. Dennis the Menace. You're you are great at changing your voice. Yeah, you would never think it. Yep. But or am I Did the, you intentionally leave out Roger Rabbit? Oh, fuck. A piece of shit. No, I did not, but I'm glad I did. A giant piece of shit. <laughs> So What was I saying about Star Trek? Uh, that it uh, takes place 40, 50 years in the past. Oh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, so it, it the just... Technology, Klingons look uh, like it, the J.J. Abrams Klingons. It, it doesn't feel like Star Trek at all. I mean, I, but I'm kind of enjoying it for what it is, but it doesn't feel like Star Trek's... I don't know. Um, I mean, also, I'm paying an extra 10 bucks a month for CBS All Access just to watch it. You're a better man than I. Uh, yeah, I know, but... Um, I don't know. I'll keep watching and maybe I'll report in once it's done at the end of like the 13, I think it's only a 13 episode season and and give a consensus on it. got renewed for second season. Um, okay. There you go. That's something. I don't, I don't know. It's it's just, it's it's really weird. Like the Star Trek reboot, I, I'm a huge fan of, acknowledging it's a lot different than the original series, but at least feels like there's like spiritually it's kind of there. And this, this is like trying at every level to not be like a Star Trek show from the characters to the plotting to the structure to the aesthetic um so i don't know i don't know how i feel about it okay i i I really want them to do something set on the other end of the Mm -hmm. timeline like post um like nemesis like into the future where we haven't seen yet because i feel like that's kind of easier than catch up with our own technology but hey whatever well Mm will Maybe someday. Maybe someday. I'll, I'll probably watch it after the first season ends. I'll yeah. binge that one. Yeah. If you can get it somewhere that's not CBS, or I could just give you my login. Maybe yeah, you else. could do that. Yeah. Because I'm going to demand your Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> I'm going to demand your Christopher Lloyd at gmail.com. <laughs> password back to the future. Dot who framed Roger Rabbit. All one word, lowercase. Dot clue. Dot clue. <laughs> capital C. Yes. That's where they get you. Uh,. Yeah, because I'm t- one, two, three exclamation point! Those damn complicated passwords. <laughs> I'm telling you, can demand your uh, whatever their DC streaming services in. because I know you're going to end up getting that. Yeah, it'll be Christopher Lloyd at Gmail.com. <laughs> you, you just use mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> Christopher Lloyd at Gmail.com. No, yeah. we'll go at Yahoo. Christopher Lloyd I at both. Yahoo.com. I, I have both. Yeah, yeah. I, I cut, my, cut my bases: Gmail, Yahoo. <laughs> Hotmail. Yep. Uh, AOL, is AOL no longer exists. As of December, it will no longer That's exist. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, I still have that address, though. I mean, it won't work anymore. Yeah. Still got it. I guess, I mean, if you have Christopher Lloyd money, you can probably just buy your own domain. So it'd be Christopher at Lloyd.com. I know. I know what you meant. To, I know what you intended there was like you have made the sort of money Christopher Lloyd has made, but I like to think that Christopher Lloyd has his own currency. Yes. Which he goes around and uses and is really accepted absolutely nowhere. Yeah, it's, it's Chris Coin. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. To if, rival Bitcoin. <laughs> any, any other plugs? Should uh, we wrap up this particularly uh, shambolic episode? I think, I think I'm, I'm ready to wrap it up. Okay. I've well, done my um, talking for the if week. If you do want to reach out to us, we are at Tim Talk Pod on Instagram and Facebook and Gmail. We we got another email.
1: We did was it from, by another
0: Christopher? It was not no, but it was from our good friend Sam Gash. Hey. Who wanted to point out to us that the moment when the two green lanterns shoot down Guy Gardner is young justice, not JLU. Is it it is. Um oh, He's it deeply is. offended, and so he's emailed us as requested. Um, and apparently he's on his way to go watch Hocus Pocus for his own podcast. And I'm now full of all these preconceived notions. This was from a few days ago, October 27th. But Sam, thank you for pointing out that Cameron was wrong. I am sorry. I get my <laughs> lines blurred sometimes. I always appreciate when Cameron's wrong, but I was right this week. You're right. I was right once this week. You you were right twice. <clears throat> well, not twice. I like, said because you also had a bit of trivia there. I know, but you you corrected me. It was you were right. but I was righter. Yeah. So I was wrong. Yeah how that works it is how that works um you can you can find me personally at christopher lloyd at christopher lloyd at all of the email addresses you can find or, me at or, 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 slash christopher lloyd or, or alternatively at lordifer on instagram and uh twitter you go check out my instagram where there's a photo of me and my my snazzy kingsman tuxedo yeah and i imagine there's probably a photo of you in your my cam dameron yeah, your camera yeah. Dameron suit. Uh, and, and by the time this podcast comes out, we'll have Dapper Day photos. That's true. Absolutely. I'm actually going to tr- – we're going to have to make, actually remember to post them when it actually happened. I never posted the photo of the last time we went to Disneyland where I beat your record. or Not your record, but I beat you. Yeah, no, let's, let's calm down now, all right? Sorry, I overstepped my I've, language. I've, I've made it over a million at this point. How would you do that? It was like a 15-minute ride. It kept getting stopped. Oh, talking about the Buzz Lightyear the ride. The Buzz Lightyear ride, yeah. I beat yeah. Cameron on the Buzz Lightyear ride, but it's fine. You always beat me. <laughs> You always beat me on Toy Story stand Mania. Stand Mania. He's give that, me a stand. That slow clap. Congratulations. Fucking relations. I, <laughs> I deserve that. Uh, you can find me at uh, oh, uh, Dexter if you want to see my art. Or Cam Dexter adventures, I think. <laughs> uh, if you want to see uh, photos of me and maybe Chris by the time this comes out. Yeah. We're at we're at Day out there. Um, all right, we're we're done. We're <laughs> I think, sorry. I think we should really. We'll end talk to you guys next now. week. Bye. If you still want to listen to us, we'll be back next week. Bye. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit nerdistschool.com.